Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on March the 22nd, 2011. I always start off the show by advising newcomers to look into the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com and on there you'll find hundreds of audios for download where I try to give you shortcuts to understanding this incredible matrix system in which you're, which you're born into really and which your parents were born into too because we've been managed for an awful long time by a completely different system than something called democracy. So help yourself to the audios and remember too all the sites listed on the com site have uh, transcripts as well which you can download uh, for a lot of the talks I've given uh, for English and if you want them in other languages go into alanwattsentinel.eu and take your pick from the choices offered. And remember, too, you're the audience who bring me to you, so you can help support me by buying the books and discs I have for sale at cuttingthroughmatrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, you can still use a personal check. You can still use an international postal money order. You can send cash. You can uh, use PayPal. You'll find the donation button on the com site. Uh, just uh, look at the prices. Uh, send me the donation and follow it by an email with a name, address and order and I'll get it out to you. Same across the rest of the world. You've got uh, Western Union, you have MoneyGram, you have, uh, some people say in cash, and you can also uh, use PayPal to order using the donation button. Remember, two straight donations are certainly welcome because it's expensive what I do. I don't bring on uh, guests generally who will sell you things. I try and get through the straight hour with as much information as possible, and therefore I don't ask for a sponsorship or to get paid. And it's a lot of money to get paid if you bring them on, actually. But um, as I say, this is more of a, an easy way to do it for me, and it's a kind of right way to do it for me. So, as I say, um, get in touch with me uh, and buy the books and discs, etc., and support me and keep it going. And on the show, I don't, it's not a show again, I hate that word, I'm going to try to get the habit of it. I'm not in show business because you'll find everything becomes show business eventually out there. And this is just a, an educational talk where we're given the basic nonsense by the media. Uh, we try to revise it, that's called revisionist history. And in revisionist history, I try to get away from that too because you end up still debating the basic facts put out as the media put out in, it in the first place. So you're arguing in circles with the generally misinformation where you, and you end up nowhere or very confused. What I try to do is give you the articles put out and the books put out by the big boys themselves, the ones who helped design this system. They're really going through uh, full steam ahead right now into this wonderful new world order, something which has been uh, be worked at for centuries, and you'll find the organizations churned out books by generally retiring members who like to boast about their part in this great work, as they call it, to bring the world under one system, one managerial system, and also one monetary system, 
one cultural system, and they're using democracy as a, a, as a strange elastic term to bring it all about, while they themselves admit they are not democratic, and they say that de- democracy could never actually work. You can't get big plans through for the world if people are arguing and they have rights and they debate you, and, and so on. So therefore, they are not democratic, but they do use democracy as a shield when they go off to plunder other countries and bring them under the same standardized system. And that's what it's really all about. That's what you're living through today, as, as you've lived in perpetual war. And as, as I say, I put that article up many times before from the, the military magazine, where they admit they're in perpetual war. That also means war on your mind, totally on your mind, 100% on your mind. You get nothing true from the media, believe you me. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. And it's a good term, really, the matrix, because it's just like the movie, it's got so many compartments and levels and so on. And very much Masonic, in fact, with the heads of each area, strange characters who seem to rule over their particular area, but always in touch with one above them and above them and above them until we got to the, the great architect or the grand architect of their universe. And uh, that's the kind of world in which we live because we are under total management. I remember reading uh, Webster's speeches in the 1800s to do with education, and he talks about uh, the kind of education they would give Americans, and he said to make them good, obedient citizens. That's what he said. That's what the education would be set up to do. And, of course, we've all uh, heard about the other uh, books that have come out on the dumbing down of America, and uh, Gatto also has his books out there too on how this was done across basically the whole uh, so-called civilized world. Same technique, working in concert, and more so than ever when the United Nations was set up and they had their international um, educational authority basically and UNICEF to set the whole agenda for the planet to make sure we're all equally dumb on board and that way it's much easier to give propaganda out and we all believe it from, from one source, really. And um, in days before that, it would be diff- more difficult. They'd have to try and give uh, separate accounts to each country or some countries might not be in on it and give different accounts of what was happening. Now, with the standardized uh, central command, really, of information in the world, it's much easier since they've trained us all to think the same way and to think that we know the same things, uh, we'll all come to the same conclusions we're supposed to do. And it's very, very simple, really. Set up long ago, of course. And since this uh, action has happened in this this disaster in Japan, uh, we know from day one uh, that the whole thing is damage control. We saw a good um, example of that when uh, we had the hurricane uh, come over New Orleans, and the disaster there where FEMA and then Homeland Security took over all information coming out. Nothing came out from any other source that was authorized except through them. And they reinforced that. They enforced uh, information uh, at the point of a gun sometimes when our reporters would try and get in somehow and um, be very quickly put in their place. That's uh, crisis management. 
more so than that, you couldn't even help your neighbors because if you try to help a neighbor, uh, they could actually, under their own laws that they've, they've drafted up, they could actually shoot you because, you see, you're not an expert, and only experts can deal now with any kind of disastrous situation. So don't go and help your neighbor. Same thing happened in Australia when they had the tornadoes going through and, and the, the typhoons going through there, when a trucker tried to uh, bring in cattle feed in his tractor trailer to a, a disaster area, and uh, he was actually charged and fined for trying to break through a cordon and get food to his friends and who were farmers to make sure the cattle kept uh, kept living. So this is happening worldwide, and we see it more than ever in Japan. This is a worldwide coordinated effort, and we know that um, the big agencies at the United Nations have got all countries under the same treaty, uh, where the UN will tell the world what's supposed to be so, and um, they work in concert. There's no real independent, I'm going alone as a country anymore. They all go through the same information bodies and, again, censorship bodies. From the very beginning, uh, as when, when they gave us the confusion, there was no confusion, believe you me, with NASA and all the other uh, government uh, agencies and spy uh, satellites in the sky because those darn things are watching everything that happens. And with the gadgets and gizmos and spectrometers they have on board, they can tell exactly what's been released anywhere on the planet by the various colors and so on and filters that you use. It's not difficult whatsoever. It's child's play to them. So there's no mystery to them as to what's really been happening from the very, very beginning. But now they're playing it down. And some people will think we're living in the middle of madness when they bring on a war in Libya, which they'd obviously planned a long time ago, as they take one country out after another. Uh, And you wonder to yourself, are they crazy? Are they simply mad? Or is this radioactivity uh, blown out of proportion and they're not really concerned about it or what? But believe you me, when you look into high government and especially to do with the the top secret services and security forces and uh, even the, um, the, the various ways that governments have got to keep themselves going, continuity of government, they call it. They have meetings and they've had them for your whole life long. Uh, which you've never heard of, of course, where they bring people in and they, and they let them in on little secrets and where big bunkers are, that kind of stuff, and they give them lectures, basically in a form of Darwinism, of survivability of the species. And just like the disaster movies that you've seen, like that crazy, silly one in 2012, I think it was called, they already have the people picked that they would actually take in to any sur- survival areas or underground bunkers or whatever. Some of them are like cities, actually. But um, they even have their DNA types and everything else to make sure they're going to be fit and healthy, etc., etc. So once they're they're allowed into these little in-groups, they tell the people nothing because, you see, they're sworn to secrecy. And if they give up uh, any information at all, they might be excluded from their own survival. So we don't even know if... Uh, what the great plan is here, except they're going ahead as though nothing had happened. And then again, you must remember that all soldiers in war are disposable because they can just as easily recruit the same amount uh, in, in a few months' time because we're always, it's always guys turning 18 across the world who are dying to be, be in the Xbox game that, that they play all the time. 
And, of course, if they achieve those particular goals and you think about what's happening in Japan, maybe it would make sense down the road to, to somebody. Um, tonight I'm putting up some links. Some, that some of them are to official. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're true, but they're, they're official um, websites to do with atomic agencies. And they're supposed to be done in real time, uh, a simulation according to all the data coming in on the, the radiation coming across from Japan into the Americas. And I watched it last night, and it was astonishing because they had the graphs there with the cesium coming in, different color coding, you see, and um, and the radioactive iodine and so on, uh, all on this particular website. Whether they pull it or not, I don't know. I was trying to get in a minute ago, and I can't see an update to it. But it's uh, it's from the, one of their official sites that they obviously didn't want the public to know about. But I will put it up tonight, and you can peruse it for yourselves. But you will see this stuff coming from Japan in great bursts, and it goes up into the colors from purple all the way up. Uh, it was reaching orange and red, in fact, um, from Japan. You'll see it coming into the west coast of America, and it's astonishing. It came in in bursts, and it was hitting... Um, uh, San Francisco area, uh, LA area, and going right up, uh, swirling uh, to Alaska. That was getting really dozed, and the rest of it is going across uh, into Canada, the Great Lakes, and then out across the East Coast continuously. And that's been happening for days and days now, by the way. As they try to tell us, there's nothing to worry about. And I thought to myself, you know, um, now that there's articles in the paper about uh, uh, what ob- it was obvious that uh, there's radioactive fears. Uh, of the food now in Japan, and I thought to myself, after I read this upcoming article, I, I thought to myself, now if if all these areas across uh, the states, Canada, Alaska, and so on, are being whacked with this, and it's heading over the Atlantic to Europe, and it's actually hit uh, the, Atla- uh, the countries in Europe now, uh, Scotland was and, and England were being dozed in it too, according to this official map, I thought, is this going to destroy the food for the whole darn planet? And maybe the only safe place to be down the road would be the Middle East, uh, if you grab the Nile and Euphrates and all the rest of it. Uh, it would kind of make sense that way. But that is just uh, something I, just, I toss around in my head, because that's what they do at the top in these scenarios. They, they take all survivability studies for themselves and the elite, and they always project ahead. So who knows how anything ties in together, if at all, or if it all ties in together with what's happening now. But here's an article here that says, Radioactive Food Fears Grow in Japan, and it's from the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. And in the same, the same article, too, it's got that the plant has been evacuated in Japan as smoke rises again from reactors. And um, then they go into this crazy thing about the World Bank, so it'll cost $235 billion, so they know it'll be a lot more than that. But they want to get them on the, the, the debt tab of the International Monetary Fund. They've been trying to get Japan on that for a long time. And now they've found that there's radioactive substances found in the seas off Japan. Well, that's when you see these maps, these live charts, as I say, in real time, you'll, you'll see why. And... Um, and this article says, Japan is continuing to deal with a nuclear emergency as fears of food contamination grow and higher levels of radioactive substances are found in seawater near the crippled Fukushima plant. News comes amid another setback in efforts to cool the earthquake-crippled nuclear plant with officials spotting grey smoke coming from the roof of the number three reactor. Some workers were temporarily evacuated from the plant 
250 kilometers northeast of Tokyo, but there are reports smoke can no longer be seen rising from that reactor. I mean, really, we're going to be told no real news at all. I wonder if it's the shells that are left there, to be honest with you myself. And the rest of it's maybe just a show. The World Health Organization says the detection of radiation in food is a far more serious problem than first expected. Now, and that was not for the rest of us who can think. It was rather obvious at the time. It says, and food contamination is, is not a localized problem, it says. Uh, four prefectures have been singled out, but it says there is no evidence of contaminated food from Fukushima reaching other countries. Now, other articles I've read have said it's already uh, in other countries in low doses, which it has to be since this, this wind basically carries it right across in, in, in the stream. It carries it right across, as I say, uh, round, round the whole world. But I'll go into this more when I come back from this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. Reading an article about the state in Japan of the food, and they're trying to play it down there again too, and say it's, it's they've tried four prefectures, uh, and um, they're contaminated for sure, but they're not worried about the rest of the country or anywhere else it seems to be, which is nonsensical, I'm sure they are. But it says here, that it contradicts it here, it says, the World Health Organization says the detection of radiation in food is a more serious problem than first expected, and food contamination is not a localized problem. Right? Then it says, um, uh, shipments of spinach and similar vegetables will, will be banned, and exports of milk from Fukushima Prefecture will also be curtailed. There will be a lot more than just that, that area. And then... <laughs> then you get the usual. Now remember, what you're reading here is what you'll get from your own, you are actually getting from your own governments. Speaking through a translator, Chief Government Spokesman Yukayo Edano maintained there was no health threat, you see. Uh, for a precautionary measure, we're taking these actions, and he says, please don't panic. Uh, tap water with increased radiation levels has also been detected in some towns, which the World Health Organization says is a serious concern. See all the contradictions here? Meanwhile, abnormally high levels of radioactive substances have been detected in seawater near the, the plant itself. And um, TEPCO says the level of iodine-131, that's the stuff that's floating over Canada right now, actually, along with the cesium, is 126.7 times higher, and cesium-134 cesium is 24.8 times higher than government-set standards. Well, why do you think they have standards, eh? Yeah, that's your first question you ask. And if it's much higher, then nothing's safe. The company has confirmed power cables have been connected to all six nuclear reactors at the stricken power plant. And so that's the way they manage, they manage countries, including where you're living today, of course. Because as I say, the link I'll put up tonight will show you uh, these massive uh, uh, trails coming in with clouds. It's not just a plume. It's following the, the wind. And it's right over the Americas, right over North America. I'd love to know where all the bigwigs are right now, eh? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you like to know too? And 
as I say, through all of this, we have the, the, the stuff on Libya, which I won't even bother going into. I'm sure you've had your feelings of it. I personally have been avoiding it because I know the, the agenda. I know the big plan. I know everything is managed to help these poor rebels, etc., etc. And you've heard Hillary's speeches and all that kind of stuff that America must show its power and all the rest of it to the world. Yada, 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 yada. So we'll skip that. We'll, we'll never get the truth on that, actually. And just like we never got the true truth on that, or the full truth on even Iraq, for that matter. Except all we did know is who benefits, and we saw them divvy up the oil fields to the usual suspects for for free. You know, after after the taxpayers of Britain, Canada, the U.S. and others had built brand new refineries for them, and then they were given them for presents. Anyway. Uh, here's what's happening too to, to those folk who use cell phones And it's so comical because This is from Homeland Security And what they're telling you they're doing in Beijing To track individuals They've been doing here forever So it's the kettle, it's the kettle calling the pot, the pot black Really, that's what this is It says Beijing could soon track the daily movements Of 17 million residents by tapping into their cell phones Authorities have proposed a program designed to help ease traffic congestion by providing up-to-the-minute data on an individual's movements. Critics say that this is an attempt by authorities to prevent large crowds from forming. The proposed plan comes as Chinese officials have grown increasingly worried about domestic unrest in light of the mass protests sweeping across the Middle East. Chinese police forces turned out in full force after anonymous calls for mass protests were posted online, and the government has also placed more than 80 activists under house arrest, while others have just, the Chinese way, gone missing. (laughs) And so it says, soon they can track the daily movements of 17 million residents by tapping into their cell phones. And... um, and that's really what it's all about. The, the project's dubbed the Information Platform of Real-Time Citizen Movement, that's what it's called, which is a person's cell phone, a local cell stations, and GPS technology to send data to powerful computers that will give government officials unprecedented amounts of information on any individual's current location and trajectory within Beijing. Critics of the program say this is a thinly disguised attempt by authorities to restrict personal movement and to prevent large crowds f- from forming. They're just worried about you. Don't you understand that? They're just worried about, they want to keep you safe, just like they're doing with us. You'll soon be as safe as we are. <laughs> and, you know, years ago I talked about the fact, you know, I, I got this actually from a professor who, he, he knew a lot of important people. He was one of these guys who had archives uh, access, true archives access. And he said that, um, you know, they don't even... Because at that time we were talking about the fact that uh, years ago, and probably forever, uh, the authorities have been able to listen in on your regular line telephone. And uh, it, has, it doesn't have to be on while they do it. And they, it's already got a built-in microphone and all the rest of it. And he explained the different techniques that they use to do to make it work. And um, I've even had the, the experience of having it work in that way on me. When you hear the one ring go off, you're supposed to lift it up and say hello, and then you put it down, and you've actually activated your phone. They've been doing that since about the 1940s, I believe. Anyway, I, he also mentioned something I've been thinking about, because you see all materials vibrate. And um, you've all heard about broadband and all the rest of it. You know that your smart meter, for instance, is a bit smarter than they're telling you. And... It can actually record what you're talking about by vibrations on the plates of the input sockets on the wall all the time. 
I'll be back with more on this after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks, we're back, cutting through the Matrix, reading an article, again, from Homeland Security, as though, my, they didn't know this themselves, as they themselves have special phones and all the rest of it. However, it said here uh, that, in fact, they get a a particular phone called uh, a TSG-6 phone, special vibration dampening circuitry, and materials that render them impervious to these types of listening devices. However, here's, here's an interesting part that confirmed what I'd already known all along. Eavesdroppers have circumvented encrypted audio channels because, I mean, your own government's been doing this to you your whole life long. By relying on a relatively simple principle in physics called resonance, by tapping into an object's natural resonance, spies have turned phones and phone cables into listening devices, even when they're not in use. These objects vibrate at low frequencies in the course of normal conversation. It's just like putting your hand on a window and your fingertips on a window panel and someone outside talking, you'll feel it. And so does plastic, and so does the little plates you have on the wall, for instance, to plug your electrical uh, things into. It says they can actually transmit electrical signals. Wiretapping technology has taken advantage of this and used every possible vibrating object, including wires and circuit boards, to listen in on conversations. So think about your laptops as well, even if you've turned off the microphone. In tests, the TO researchers were able to capture human voices using standard phones, unplugged Category 5, Ethernet cables, or even a rock. A rock is all they need to do it with, too. They can actually take a rock and connect it to a, a Cat5 cable, and there'll be enough microphonic oscillation that you can pick up intelligible speech, he said. So this is, again, from Homeland Security, who've been using this technique on you and your parents and your grandparents, actually, because they've always do, done this, they've always known this, and uh, the world that you're born into has always been about total information control knowing what everyone's up to. And when they find you're up to sort of no good, if it's low-level stuff, they won't come out and tell you because it gives a show away of what they're actually doing, you see. And so they let you do your little petty things and, um, and turn a blind eye. They never blow their cover of just how much data they're collecting. And we find, too, during all this nonsense that's going on, they're talking about selling off Canada's water. Now, they've been talking about that for years, and it's going through the United Nations, of course, but it says in this article here, um, the water we drink, uh, Canada's water, will be, could be an uh, answer for anticipated global water shortages. And global water uh, shortages is projected to exceed supplies by 40% in 2030. That's an amazing year for them, eh? The 2030 for all these big think tanks. And Canada may be the answer to minimizing water shortages. It's estimated in the next 20 years, one-third of the world will only have half the water it needs to cover daily needs. To prevent these shortages, this is what they're saying, is going to rob your, your water off you and sell it, actually, for big corporations, because that's what it's about. Researchers are scrambling to develop technologies and practices to reduce water consumption. That's called rationing, folks. Discover new reprocessing techniques and improve infrastructure. Sounds awful. Even proactive, I bet you, too. Anyway, it says here that um, 
they've got all the big NGOs and foundations working on this. They have it all along. Uh, Zafar Adil, the chair of the United Nations Water, uh, I guess it's one of their agencies, which leads the water-related efforts of 28 UN organizations, says climate change. Oh, you know what? Climate change stuff. That even though we're cooling and get more rain and all that, especially with the spraying that's going on in the skies all the time, um, climate change will affect all societies and ecosystems most profoundly through the medium of water, but there is no other way to generalize the crisis ahead. At unpredictable times, too much water will arrive in some places and too little in others. Well, that's unfair. I mean, that's just not communistic, is it? I mean, it's supposed to be equality and all that, isn't it? Anyway, it says, to prevent these shortages, researchers are scrambling to develop technologies and practice to reduce water's consumption. Canada's water experts, we've got experts for everything, you know. I think we've even got nose-picking ones, too, in Canada. Canada's water experts are well-suited to assist in this effort as they have gained valuable experience from managing 9% of the world's fresh water supplies. Canada has abundant supplies of fresh water in its lakes and rivers, which covers an area roughly the size of, of Spain, Germany, and Belgium put together. But it, I'll, I'll just add in, it's, it's all radioactive now, eh? <laughs> we need to brace for what could easily be humanity's greatest short-term challenges, says Margaret Catley Carlson. That's another double-barrel name. They do like these bar- double-barrel names. We're after the direction of Canadian Water Network. According to Nicholas Parker, chairman of the Clintech Group, Canada's relatively abundant water supply and will surely be an asset in the future as precious as oil was in the 20th century. Well, I know something, folks. You know, you see, you're just the cattle on land and the big corporations are the boys who are going to take the, the water and sell it at an exorbitant prices and profits to other countries that are a bit dry. That's the big agenda. All the world's resources have to be managed through these corporations, you understand, and that's just another resource. It must be managed carefully to ensure it can be harvested sustainably, sustainably in perpetuity, supporting the well-being of all members of the world community. So there you are, redistribution of wealth, redistribution of your water, uh, your food, everything, even if you're all just get on rations back home. That's what's really coming down the pike for those who don't understand what's happening. <laughs> and... Um, there's Bob from California hanging on the line. I'll talk to Bob if he's there. Hey, Alan, you there? Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, hi, hey, I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, planet's covered three quarters with water. Where where are we going to find any? I, I don't know. We'll probably run out soon. Um, yes, right. Especially with all this warming and global warming and everything. Well, yeah, yes. right. It could freeze and then melt and then, you know, who knows. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, so... um. So uh, I, uh, I recently read a book um, uh, that I wanted to bounce off of you. I'm sure you've read it. Uh, it's uh, Solzhenitsyn's uh, Gulag Archipelago. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's some amazing facts in there. But for, after reading that and looking at what's going on today, it's almost an uh, exact repeat of, uh, of the early uh, 1915, 16, 17 era when the, when the Bolsheviks were stirring stuff up mm-hmm. to, uh, to try and get uh, a revolt. Of yeah. the people, so that they could take over, which they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Only this time, with the Libya and Egypt and Afghanistan and everyone else, they're trying to do uh, the global thing, which was what what Trotsky was trying to do. Well, Does it don't, sound don't, accurate? Yeah. Don't don't forget too uh, that that was uh, to be an international revolution, and that's why it was funded by the big bankers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, and of course, you know, Lenin thought he could do it in one country, but he was proven wrong. So. Mm-hmm. They've decided. Well, <laughs> let's try the other one. I, I'm, a, I'm guessing here. I just 
Yeah, well, basically, uh, basically they gave the job. Uh, Trotsky eventually took over with the Trotskyist uh, version of Marxism, which the big bankers really wanted. Perpetual revolution, it was called, uh, across the world. And the big bankers like socialism uh, because to, to control the whole planet, you need a form of massive bureaucracy, government agency, spying on the people, making sure that they've got what they want. And remember, communism is not democratic and neither is a system in which we live today. So we are in this particular system. And um, some great authors and professors have written books on who funded them into existence, the bankers involved. And there were all the big usual suspects that literally uh, funded the whole uh, communist revolution and the Bolshevik revolution. And now you're into the new uh, post um, Cold War era where we've come together with them and that again is what Lenin said would happen they would merge with the West and that also was admitted at the Rees Commission in the US for, for Congress yeah. So do you think that the Bolsheviks are the same people who are still, still behind the scenes? I'm sure, and in fact, many of their offsprings are still working uh, along with it too. I mean, uh, Madeleine Albright now is, is on the board at NATO for bombing all these countries. She's the one that wanted to starve all the Iraqis, which she actually did through an embargo. And she's a wonderful woman, you know. She's got this maternal instinct uh, for maybe a few, but not everybody else. But anyway, she also, her, her, her father and grandfather were closest friends of Lenin and, and then Stalin, the, the right-hand men of Stalin, yeah. And, and they, they actually formed the Green Party to take over from communism, by the way. Well, what a coincidence. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so, so then I'm, I'm right on, right on there. A very interesting. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. You'll find um, uh, there's a professor, what was his name now, that, that wrote the books Who Funded Hitler and Who Funded the Bolshevik, Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution. I think it was Professor Anthony Sutton. Professor Anthony Sutton. Uh, in fact, he's got some... YouTube um, talks up there, but he wrote the books on it, and he is well documented. He was allowed in eventually to the post-Soviet system and got the records too, and it's all factual stuff, and the bankers' names are all there, how much money they funded, how much money they got out of it, and the, the people involved in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Alan. I really appreciate what you're doing. Sometimes I think you're the last sane person on the planet that I can talk to, so thank you. Yeah, thanks very much for calling. And... Um, now there's a Chris in British Columbia there. You there, Chris? Hello? Uh, hello, Alan. Yes. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say I enjoyed your cameo uh, in Order of Chaos, a film you have available on your webpage. Yeah. Wonderful yeah. work. Thank you very much. Uh, I wondered if you could take a moment to explain the mind control to the listeners of the uh, the, the uh, this weekend they're having this thing called Earth Hour where you're supposed to turn your lights off for your, for an hour on the 26th. And I'll take your answer offline. Thank you. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's astonishing. I mean, isn't it amazing how it all ties in together, too? Uh, they've tried this before, though. I think they started with cities and states and tried to turn it off for an hour. And again, it's to start conditioning you to think about the, one, the things they want you to think about. It's so important that you start thinking about what they programmed you to think about, uh, not what you want to think about. And, um, and it's all utter nonsense because... Um, at the moment, there's no there's no real power shortage at all. It's a power shortage going to come because they've told us that they're going to bring us down to energy rationing before this Japanese thing happened. And they mean what they say. And many of the people at the top of this particular movement have actually said 
that there must never be another America. They must dismantle all the, the, the um, technology of America, the factories and so on, and turn it into a kind of wilderness area and get us all greenies and living in little camps or mud huts or something. I don't know. They've never been very specific about it. But the fact is they do not want this kind of uh, system ever to rise across the planet anywhere else again. And these people are advising presidents and prime ministers across the world, the same people who wrote these various books and articles like Ehrlich and all the rest of them. And you've got Holdren in the States. So uh, they mean what they say. They're going to bring us down to uh, a more primitive way of living. And I mean primitive because there will be food shortages. There will be rationing eventually. Now that the big five agribusinesses have got the food supply under their, their control across the whole world. And um, as I say, they're selling off Canada's water uh, and to be for big bucks to people who are already you know, dying of thirst. So um, this is massive profit. It's all, it also ties in with Darwinism too. But they must always get the cattle used to the new field. That's really the, these are the terms, by the way, they, they use. I've talked to some people in some big institutions, well-known institutions that work for governments, and they, they'll joke about it and actually say that they must train the cattle or the sheep sometimes will say for the new field. The new field is going to have a lot shorter grass in it. And, uh, and a lot of thorns as well, and weeds, and they're, they're training us, and we must go along with it. You see, if people are aware and, and cognizant of what's happening, they tend to rebel. We're, we're, we're like that. Even moving cattle out of field, they don't like to move. It's a, it's a nice field, uh, and you can rebel. But what you want to do is make them want to go along with your agenda, and they do that through the propaganda, the massive indoctrination through schooling as, from kindergarten even onwards, and uh, and and get and especially aim at the young because see the young are are born to be led for revolutions they're born for it and if your parents don't have an idea of what their countries are all about the state will ensure, make sure that they will give the new morality and the new ideas of what their countries are all about to the child until you can't recognise that child anymore what I'm talking about is past tense because it ha- it's been happening for the last thirty odd years at least forty years. So that's been accomplished. And then again, you fund the NGOs uh, very well. They're living a better, a better lifestyle than the average person is out there because you get masses of money from the foundations that's their master. And uh, they have full pensions and all the rest of it. They don't go around with charity cups rattling tin cans at doors. They're incredibly well funded and got the massive buildings with computers and staff and all the rest of it. To, and they, this is the new form of what they call democracy. Democracy happens to be their NGOs. It is a replication of the Soviet system worldwide because the Soviet system, Soviet means run by councils or ruled by councils. And it's supposed to be where there are people who represent the people in every area of living. And, and these, are, these, were, these are NGOs on this side of the, the world. It's the exact same copy. And they tell you what to think, what's good for you all. They get the followers, the willing followers, who who are told scary stories and want to do something about it. They're never told any other side of any story, just the scary stories to, to motivate them into action. So the, it's far easier to get the cattle to move into the field when when they, they, you, you treat them in such a way, train them so that they want to move into the new field. Then there's, there's no problem at all. And that's a simple technique that they, they're using. With all the money in the world behind them, uh, massive think tanks and how to do it, uh, guys like uh, Sunstein and many, many others uh, uh, using their neuroscience techniques on the public, 
Remember what they already said, that they're treating, they're even putting articles out now to train the public to want to pay more taxes. They can do anything with you if they want, with the techniques and psycholinguistics and neurolinguistics too. They can do anything. If you don't have your own mind, then someone else will dominate it for you. And it's been done, unfortunately, for most people. We are post-democratic. We're not democratic. And the Club of Rome, the major think tank for the United Nations, has said that over and over and over. And they're quite happy with that. That's the way it's supposed to be, they claim. And um, what can you do? You know, Most people, again, have a choice because when they're presented with scary scenarios over and over and over and over again. And that's what they, I've read all these articles from the big uh, greeny sites, the NGOs, that get to talk with governments and advise governments. And they say that. We always give them scary scenarios to make them listen, to make them afraid so that they'll follow us. And it works every time. And the media is completely on board with it. They love scary stories. And yet the media can clam up when they're told to shut up. Like, like what's happening in Japan, the true, the true uh, massive catastrophe and the long-lasting effects of it all, they'll shut up then. The media belongs to the same guys who own the banks and the stock market. They own the stock market. They don't play with a few pennies here. They, these are the guys who move millions and millions across the world, uh, maybe two or three times a day, different places. That's the reality of, of the world in which we live. So, I'm going to go on to another, um, oh, that is the, there's the music coming in, so I'll come back with more after this break and see if the fellow from Maryland is still on the phone. Back after this. Hi folks, this is Cutting Through the Matrix and we're on the phones and we'll talk to Brian from Maryland. Are you there, Brian? Yes, I am. Yep. Uh, first of all, I want to thank what you and Alex Jones and everybody else who's in who's in the anti-New World Order movement, what y'all, what y'all are doing. Y'all are doing some great and wonderful things. Um, you guys don't get enough. You guys don't get enough things as far as, I, as, far as I'm concerned. Well, maybe the last of our kind. <laughs> I think so. Uh, I don't even watch TV. Um, I myself, right along, myself, right along with you, and I'm, I'm trying to tell people that things a that things a tool of programming. It's it's yeah. nothing but brainwashing coming out of that thing. As I told you before, I think I've mentioned before. There's a, a fellow who writes me whose brother is in the. Uh, he's got CIA clearance and he's up in the Pentagon and he comes home they never talk about what he's, he works at but his, all his brother would advise him to do is never watch television yeah I, I actually work uh, on the secured compound on Fort Meade I'll, I'll let you figure out where I work at um, mm-hmm. and that's all That's all they do a lot of them just watch TV and they focus on CNN and Fox News and yeah. I've been I've been mainly plugging, you know. Hey, what about alternative news? What about alternative news? And these people look at me like I'm growing two heads out of my neck, out of my head. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. these people are turbo nerds with like ten pound brains, and they can't look beyond the certain spectrum. You know, That's I guess right. that I guess yeah. that goes into the part of compartmentalization. It's also you're looking at completely conditioned people. Their conditioning has taken perfectly on them, 
And that's why they can be dangerous when they're let loose on the public, because they'll believe what they're told. Yeah. I've, kind of, I've kind of broken out of that condition. I've, I've very much broken out of that conditioning, thanks to yourself and um, Alex Jones. And I also dabbled a little bit and listened to William Cooper as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's just a lot out there that people just aren't getting. It's a choice, eventually, that they don't want to get. Um, a lot of people are pretty happy slaves, you know. I know. And, I, I see it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're happy slaves, and, and they, they will actually fight to, to retain, even though they're losing uh, the system and, and the way they live. They don't know it yet, but they're losing it. They'll fight to try and keep that, which is a hopeless thing, but they'll kill many others in the, in the process trying to keep that way of living um, because they are conditioned and they will obey their masters. So they're, they're scary people. It's like in the Matrix movie, you had the practice Matrix where Neo was taken into and uh, he's told to be, to be on alerts and he falls for the, the red-headed woman who walks past him, red, red-dressed woman. And it turns into Agent Smith and he says, you understand everyone around here uh, is a, an enemy unless they've come out of the, uh, the Matrix. In other words, everyone out there with their perfect, perfect conditioning is, is really a tool of the services and systems that run the world, and they don't know it. They don't know it at all. They haven't a clue. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah, and they will shop on each other. They'll, they'll inform on each other, often innocently, in fact, because they, they don't know what what's going on, and they don't think what they're saying could harm anyone else. Uh, they're, they're dangerous people, and they will. You understand, too, people have a mob mentality, and that's what's used in the military, of course. You, you bond them together as a gang with the same uniform, with lots in common, and you make sure you, you reinforce that impression that we've got lots in common. And uh, it's the same in society in general. Society doesn't like some, something that's different from themselves. They want you to conform to them, even if they're all wrong. And so this, is, this technique is used on the public in general. They're given their thoughts, their beliefs, their way of acting, their way of behaving. And if someone else is different, they'll turn on you too. And that's an unfortunate thing. Uh, which is used by, again, the Sunstein-type characters out there. But thanks for calling. From Hamish Marcel from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God or your God's go with you.